Magneto Funky, number 158. It's Saturday, February 29th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Okay, Leap Day, South Carolina Primary Day. Three more days of social media bots running wild out here in Cali. Uh, Meanwhile, my Benitez 8 system moves forward. Uh, The music is an extremely eclectic set, opening with another contemplative ambient piece to de-stress.
Yeah. That was In Air, it seems. Another beautiful ambient number from veteran Bay Area electronic musician and multi-instrumentalist Forrest Fang uh, from his latest album, Ancient Machines. Nice. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash yumfunky.htm and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Well, after a fortnight, I've done enough testing of the Benitez 8 power plant now to address the question at hand. When do I have to add that 40 to 50 watt solar panel to top off or recharge the system itself? So, uh, the switch mode tests, I tried a three hour run at the 30 minute switch rate. I attempted a three hour run at the one hour switch rate and a four hour run at the one hour A to B, and then 30 minutes B to A. Alright, to start off, the A battery began at 12.8 volts and ended the very last charge at 12.8. The B battery began at 12.4 and ended its last charge at 12.5. Now, the 2 amp boost buck converter didn't get hot from the rapid switching. Uh, The load was the smartphone. During each switch, the charging battery went from amber to green and buck charge to acceptance, then to float. Uh, Neither battery bank felt hot, and removing the 9-volt batteries and running the digimeters directly didn't seem to affect the numbers either. Uh, The normal losses in voltage expected in running the system aren't apparent in just three hours, which is good for running a phone. So the next test was supposed to be the 12-hour run at the one-hour switch rate with a mix of loads. That would have given me six whole rounds of data for each battery. So anyway, I started without charging up the A battery, so the output side was just 12.5 and the B input side was 12.1. Yeah, a worst-case scenario. At one hour, the voltages were reversed. Uh, I started up the B output side and noted that at about 40 minutes, the battery reached 10.5 volts under load and the discharge rate increased rapidly down to 6 volts in a minute and a half as the current spiked above 2.3 amps. I switched the system back to A output just so I wouldn't damage the B battery. And so much for worst case. Now, considering that the power loop side only monitors the charging battery and the two boost buck converters will pull whatever they need from the run batteries to maintain constant current, constant voltage, this system has a baked-in jewel thief effect. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it's bad if you want to maintain these batteries for more than like a couple of years, but I might not have seen this at all if I had started with two fully charged batteries. Now, I could use a couple battery low voltage disconnect modules with, uh, say, a 10.5 volt trigger 
and I could buy them for under five bucks each, but only in mainland China, as in Shenzhen, which is right across the bridge from Hong Kong, where the People's Liberation Army has been continuously training lately. So, no. No sidestepping my self-imposed, except for Taiwan and Hong Kong, China boycott for expediency. Just like I don't use Uber because of all of the Saudi venture capital backing it up. Yeah, sorry hipsters. So, can I charge a battery as well as hold stasis? Now that was what I was going after for the four hour run with three one hour A to B sides and two 30 minute B to A sides. Uh, after charging the A batteries back up, they started at 12.8, ended at 12.0. The B battery started at 12.1 and ended at 12.5. Yeah, twice the discharge from A, but only half that charge went into B. So far, the 30-minute switch rate does seem to maintain stasis. But I still need to see how long the system can run like that before needing that outside charge. Uh, I decided both batteries should be above 12.4 volts to start. And putting a battery at 12.2 volts or lower in the run position will cause the system to go into that jewel thief mode and it will accelerate the discharge. And since the long test, I wanted to be 12 hours or so, having to cut the AC power on and off in between switches, I decided it's going to get old real quick. So strictly for convenience, I decided to add a backup battery just to the low tap side and luckily I already have that RadioDan.com PowerGate DC switching module and they're still on sale at eBay for under 30 bucks. On Monday this week I installed the backup switch and made PowerGate hookups and since the Berkeley shop was closed on Tuesday on Wednesday I went and picked up a few more feet of 16 gauge red and black wire the double pole double throw switch that was out of stock the last time I was at the store and a 12 volt 7 amp hour sealed lead acid battery okay uh, back to the long test in a bit so back to the stage continuing the eclectic set with a mix of tunes oh the harder pieces in the middle uh, first up we have Rolex from Atlanta area artist Kay Jizzle, which I've decided to dedicate to Bloomberg's checkbook campaign, as well as P. Grabby and Big Pharma's notion that another billionaire tax cut and jacked up corona vaccine prices will fix the problem. Yeah, a sick stock market, not sick citizens. I'm feeling good like a Rolex. I'm writing all the checks, writing checks. I'm feeling good like a Rolex. I'm writing, writing, writing all the checks.
Feeling good like a Rolex. I'm writing all the checks, writing checks. I'm feeling good like a Rolex. I'm writing, writing, writing all the checks. Okay, next up, hard piece number one, Human, by German industrial EBM artist Jürgen Engler of Die Krups, from the new album Vision 2020 Vision, followed by F's to Give. Another hard hip-hop number by the L.A. hip-hop duo Boko, that's a.k.a. Boski the Savior and Coco Danger, uh, produced by Cats Rick and Thaddeus, Coming on their upcoming album, The Vibes Are Back. Oh, and you red hats in the back? Hey, y'all can even sing along. Dangerous creature, a natural killer. 
Okay, uh, we'll close out with a nice indie pop tune by Parker Rose, a songwriter from Los Angeles. He says, I have been bullied my whole life at school and work. This is my way of getting even with the world. <laughs> now, this cat works with many different outfits. Uh, a short list includes Prayers for Sale, Chihuahua Garbanzo, the Fashion Meltdown, The End Seekers, and The Mazel Tov Cocktail, among others. Oh, the song is Slow Drive. Nice. i
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, long episode. No particular events, because next week it's all Super Tuesday, and the bullshit coronavirus conspiracy theories from Orange Queenie. (laughs) Super genius. But, you know, before moving on, I will mention my own suspected troll bot encounter. Going way back to the Nevada caucus and the Nevada Democratic debate, I was reading an entertainment news piece on the new Star Trek Picard show on my phone when this annoying pop-up ad appeared featuring a Carlos Alcala from the Chicano Latino Caucus, a group I've never heard mentioned before on the local Pacifica station, with a Bloomberg logo in the upper left corner. Now the thing kept popping up every 10 seconds and you had to keep killing it. The very next day, I was reading another Star Trek related piece on a different entertainment news site and the same Chicano Latino Caucus ad appeared, but this time there was a Tom Steyer logo in the upper left hand corner. Now, I'm just going to leave that there with the revelation that the troll bots in 2016 mostly targeted black and brown voters on social media. And we're just going to move on to the show. So, uh, for next time, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, an art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And, bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice. Yeah, continuing from uh, Wednesday. Once back home from the Berkeley shop, I crimped and connected the backup switch and hooked everything else up for a quick test. And the backup worked perfectly. The night light I plugged into the power inverter didn't register any hiccups or blinking as the main power cut off and on. But I did see how low both batteries were so they needed to be topped off. So Wednesday overnight and all day Thursday I charged them both back up. And Friday I set up for the 12 hour test after I first had to run the batteries a bit because I discovered when both sides start above 12.8 volts the charge controller does its normal thing. It stops taking charge from my phantom 25 watt solar panel but being an actual boost buck converter it did not take that very well it went from red 
to bright blinking orange as the current dropped down to under 50 milliamps. Real bad. Now for the actual test, I plugged in the laptop so I could really push the heavy practical load. And to cut to the chase, it took five hours of runtime at the 30 minute switch rate to discharge both batteries to under 12.4 volts. Oh yeah, I did put five minute breaks in between switches to take quick voltage readings. And meanwhile, I browsed the web, did camper bike research, uh, watched a few Netflix shows, etc. By the end of the run, one battery bank managed to stay above 11 volts under load. But the other one, no, it quickly sank to six and a half to seven volts. Yeah, I think that pair may be done. But as well, these being eight amp hour battery banks instead of say 18 to 22 amp hour units does considerably add to the strain the device puts on them. So for now, I do have heavy load baseline on the device and a pair of like 18 amp hour batteries and a five amp boost buck converter should do the trick. Okay, for this week's one more tune, we close out with another de-stressing number <laughs> because next week is going to be crazy. It's called I Wish You Could Smile by Stoa. Oh, from the album Of These Reminders, a tribute to Black Tape for a Blue Girl, the American Ethereal Band on Project Records. Nice.
well. Okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on Internet Archive, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Player FM, Listen Notes, Podknife, and Mixcloud. Uh, show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, hey, subscribe to your friends. And because the corporate media is so critical in helping create and maintain our current gangster administration, starring, well, not Scarface, more like Butterface. But anyway, nothing will change as long as profit is more important than proven facts. And the media bosses should admit that they love hearing the uninformed spout fake news and facts. You know, it's so much easier to just tell people what they want to hear. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass, by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for maybe Friday, March the 6th, 2020. We got a Friday the 13th right before spring, huh? I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.